You are listening to a pleasure podcast. For more from our sex podcast collective, visit pleasurepodcasts.com. This episode of Holly Randall Unfiltered is brought to you by Manscaped. Christmas is coming and the perfect gift is this redesigned electric trimmer specifically for a man's genitals. So if you want to give yourself the gift of hairless balls, whether or not they're your balls or somebody else's balls that might end up in your mouth, you're going to want to go to manscaped.com, use the code HOLLY, and you'll get 20% off your entire order, a free travel bag, pair of boxers, and free accelerated shipping. That's manscaped.com, use the code HOLLY. Holly Randall Unfiltered is also brought to you by Adam and Eve. Adam and Eve is the online superstore for everything sexy in your life. And with the holidays fast approaching, it's the best place to go get something for your special someone. Whether or not you're looking to buy lingerie, movies, sex toys, lubes, you name it, Adam and Eve has got it. And with my code HOLLY, you will be getting a very special offer. They will give you 10 free gifts. Something for her, something for him, and something you will both enjoy. Six movies and free shipping with the code HOLLY at checkout. So get your Christmas shopping started early and visit adamandeve.com and use code HOLLY. Adam and Eve, where there is something sexy for everybody. I've been really excited to release this episode. My guest today is Ryan Keeley, and she's just so much fun to interview. It actually didn't even really feel like an interview. It really just ended up kind of being a conversation between two friends. I've known Ryan for a long time. We go way back. I actually knew her before she even started performing. So we've got a lot of history together, and she's just insanely funny and also whip smart, fantastically sarcastic and just like really great sense of humor. And I just always have so much fun with her. And so this episode is just, you know, like laugh out loud, funny, of course, um, you know, insightful at times as well. There's always something that she has to say that makes me think. And I just think you're going to absolutely love this episode. It's really, really enjoyable. I know that I loved recording it, so I think you're going to love listening to it. So let's welcome the one, the only, Super MILF, Ryan Keeley. I think just white leather. Yes. White leatherette is what we should. Everything needs to be white leatherette because <laughs> you, it's easily cleanable. You mm-hmm. can come all over it yeah. and uh, you can clean it up. Yeah, and disinfect it. Yes. And it gives you a nice bounce, like a nice soft bounce. It does. Yeah. That's like, I mean, we can talk about the perfect porno couch, which I have had to school people on the perfect porno couch. I uh, I was at Kieran Lee's house, uh, not his house house, but his shoot house recently. And I noticed that all of the couches were black leather. And I'm like, oh, bold choice. Mixing yeah, it up. Mixing it up. Yeah. Or you could also have Brad Armstrong who has the option. He has white and black. You could have either. Luxury. He's looking good. He's getting skinny. Yeah, I know. Which is great because I'm going to put him I'm gonna put him as a lead in one of my next movies. He's going to be shooting again? 
He's I've put him in like my last two movies. Oh dang! I didn't know his dick was back on the market. His dick is back on the market, but only wrapped in a condom. That's fair. Yeah, I mean, you know, <laughs> he's gone this far. He's gone this far, and he pretty much just shoots for Wicked. So you know, he's yeah. like, he'll's like, I'll do other productions, but I, I will. I have to work on him. He was nominated for best um, actor for or best supporting actor for um, his role in a, a Love Emergency, the Will Ryder movie. Mm. He actually um, his role is actually really funny. He plays like this hick guy. I was watching it. I was like, I was laughing. He did really well. Huh? And, and Jake Adams plays this like over the top gay guy. It's actually quite funny. <sighs> I just ran into Jake Adams on a plane. Yeah, yeah. It was um, the flight from from Las Vegas to Burbank. On like a Tuesday, Thursday, Wednesday night, like you never, you're gonna run into someone else in porn. Yeah, you never know. And this yeah. this week was Jake Adams, and I was like, "Hey, he's like, I pulled my dick out for a minute. It's gonna be on my OnlyFans." <laughs> and I was like, "Thank God, no one was." There's like 50 people on the flight. He's like, "I had the whole world to myself." I'm like, "That's good because otherwise you're gonna get in trouble." <laughs> yeah, and it's like when you're on a plane, it's like you're looking at like federal yeah laws that you're breaking, right? Yeah. Yeah. He's, he's a bold man. He goes he far for his craft. Yeah. yeah, he sure does. Should we actually introduce you? Oh, yeah. Because we just like started talking, which I think is fine. I feel like it's a very organic beginning mm-hmm. to the podcast that I don't normally do. Yeah. But uh, in case you guys didn't recognize the sultry voice of Miss Ryan Keeley. What's up? That is mm. who mm. is on today. Yeah. And so I barely, I don't know how I managed to pull it together. Yeah, you had quite a night last night. It wasn't last night. It was yesterday morning carrying over into last night. Oh, it was one of those. And I'm trying to figure out, I got, thank God it wasn't norovirus. I was convinced it was norovirus. I don't even know what that is. It happens on cruise ships. <laughs> uh, <laughs> so you know it's bad. <laughs> what, why? I don't know exactly how norovirus, basically it's like having food poisoning, but it's for three days. Mm. And so um, as soon as I get food poisoning, it starts lasting a while. I'm like, no, it's not norovirus. No, it's not. And the only time I ever poop myself is when I have norovirus. Until yesterday, I broke my streak and I pooped myself. how many times have you had norovirus? Twice. Really? Yeah. I don't think I've had like actual food poisoning. Like I've had- Food poisoning. Like, <laughs> I can't come to work today because I have food poisoning. Back when I was drinking, I had food poisoning a few times. But, like, in terms of real food poisoning, I don't think I've had food poisoning, I feel like, in, like, a decade. For someone who is as loud and large and brash as I am, I get sick constantly. Really? I'm a giant, delicate flower. <laughs> <laughs> You're like, You're 5'9 and 150. I'm like, But the, fu- the bee sting, I'm in bed for a week. <laughs> I should have been a like an invalid in the Victorian ages. Oh, well, thank God. Yeah. Thank God it's not the Victorian ages. So you had norovirus twice, and that's a three-day thing? Yeah, it's like three days. And How uh, do I get that? Because I need to lose like five to ten pounds. Cruise ships. Okay, I'm going to go on a cruise, <laughs> and I'm going to get norovirus. And like and I'm not a good one, so like a carnival skinny. cruise. Okay, like a really bad. <laughs> yeah. Okay. And then what happens is should they I like lick other people's plates? Will that help? Just don't wash your hands. Oh, okay. For three whole days. Don't wash your hands and try really? to touch strangers. Okay. Yeah. I could hang I out in the pool strangers. a lot. <laughs> Especially at the swim up bar, which people are drinking constantly at and, and never, never ever go to the bathroom. <laughs> so gross. <laughs> um, yeah, no, I, I never pooped myself until two years ago and then I got norovirus. Oh, no, this was me about five years ago. And then it happened again. And then yesterday I was vomiting so hard. It was more of a shart. It was yeah. like a little. But it counted as pooping myself, and I was like, "No, my life is over." Yeah, I was like, "I thought 
I've been paying my taxes. I'm on a budget. Like I thought I had my shit together. And then you go and poop yourself and it just. And then you realize you're just human. Got to reevaluate. And life's what happens when you're making other plans. <laughs> yes. Yeah, so I wasn't sure I was going to make it here today, but I'm, I'm glad that I am. I'm glad that you did too. And having an empty stomach and coffee hitting it. Is- yeah. Oh, no, this is great. I'm ex- I'm excited to have you back and that, um, you know, I get to interview you this time yeah. rather than the other way around. I don't have any hard hitting questions though, like you did for me. I, I had, I, you know that I had to pro- yeah. flex those muscles. Yeah. You were like, Hey Holly, let me ask you something really awkward. And I don't even remember what it was now, but I was like, Oh dear. Yeah. Well, no, it's good. Like, She's challenging me. I don't like it. Yeah, I'm. I am the <laughs> Diane Sawyer of porn. I know <laughs> you are. I've always oh. said that you should have a podcast. I keep trying to get one together. I keep having problems with um, production teams not being up to my standards. Yeah, I get that. And uh, it's so it. I, I have a co-host. I have a concept. We're ready to roll. I'm just trying to find the right home. Mm. And I don't. I already pay for so much stuff. Mm-hmm. Um, being me is very expensive. Mm-hmm. Um, that I, I so I got to find the right partner, and then that's just been a process. Yeah, no, I understand. I mean, I uh, you know I started this podcast with Ernie at the mm-hmm. beginning, and you know I pay him for his services because it's a professional thing. And um, I you know I sunk a lot of money into this until I started mm-hmm. making a profit. And, yeah, you know now it's at the point I'm not like. I definitely can't live off of it, like not mm-hmm. even close, but I'm definitely not losing money on it. Exactly. Um, and I have like sponsors now and, you know, my Patreon and stuff. So like it makes it worth it to continue doing it. And I just like really enjoy it also. I'm hoping next year – this year I'm spending – my big focus this year is building up my OnlyFans, building up my clips for sale. Mm-hmm. Um, that passive income kind of working stuff. Working on that passive income yeah. stuff so I'm not so dependent on other companies for, yeah. my, for my money. Mm-hmm. And then I feel like once that's a little bit more settled, then I can – Finally do a podcast because it's all I want to do is just run yeah. my mouth. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it is, yeah, I hear you. I mean, like, I honestly wish I had more time to devote to this. I wish mm-hmm. I could shoot less because I feel that there are definitely times that I come in and I just fucking wing it mm-hmm. with people that I don't know terribly well. I haven't really done my research. I don't have, like, a good, like, concrete list of questions that I should – you know what I mean? Like, I just come in. I'm tired. Maybe I've been shooting a bunch of days. And I'm just like, so – Sometimes that's good, you though. Know, I mean, how'd you get into porn? <laughs> <laughs> Sometimes it's good, though, to have – to allow it to be loose and let it breathe. I mean, I I listen to a lot of podcasts. And mm-hmm. I was just listening to the Joe Rogan <laughs> experience, who who I love. With a passion. But he's in there talking to Malcolm Gladwell about like, man, I just feel like in the future, we're just going to be able to like interface. Like our brains are just going to be able to interlock. And you're like, bro, you're talking to Malcolm. Was he, how high was he? (laughs) Uh, I, I hope very, um, (laughs) but, but I loved it because it's, you're, you've got a serious dude like Malcolm Gladwell and Joe Rogan is just throwing shit at him. Yeah. And but Joe's like he can really hold his own. He's yeah. so intelligent. Yeah. Um, for sure. And he's been doing this for a really long time. So He's an inspiration for any podcast. Yeah. I mean everybody wants to be like Joe Rogan mm-hmm. or on Joe Rogan. Mm-hmm. Um so I, I totally get that. I I really enjoy some of his podcasts. I absolutely mm-hmm. love um, and, but a lot of them, I kind of just, just because like, it's a topic that doesn't interest me. Oh, I listen to about six of his a month. Um, is, yeah. it, is my, but I, I have a pretty heavy podcast rotation. I'm, yeah. 
I get sick of them like real quick. Like I, I will find one. I will like it. I will listen to it a lot. And then the host just starts to annoy me. So I'm always surprised when people are like, I've been listening to your podcast since day one and I never miss an episode. I'm like, don't you find me irritating by now? I've got to be annoying by now. Like you must be sick of my voice. I I think you're a delight and I've thought so Thank for you. years. I've known you so long. I know. You know me before. Like I, we're holding hands. No, you know me before I got my boobs. I knew you before you started porn. Before I started porn. Before yeah. I started porn. I'm now right. My first boobs were put in ten years ago, and now now it's the ten year mark. So I'm after this, I'm leaving for my appointment to get my new boobs. I've known you for fifteen years. Wow, that's insane. <laughs> I know. Oh, I'm beginning to cry now. I mean, I don't do feelings. Oh, okay, right. <laughs> I remember when you were only doing girl, girl, mm-hmm. and you just did your first anal scene. Ooh, that was intense. How did that go? Who was it with? It was with small hands. Oh, which was perfect. He's lovely. He's he's lovely. He's just a delight. He's yeah. a tiny, tiny delight. <laughs> um, he's he's yeah. He's he's wonderful. Uh, but it was so funny is because. I was so afraid to do anal for so long because mm-hmm. these girls would tell me their crazy prep stories. And so mm-hmm. finally I just talked to Joanna Angel, who I've also known almost as long as I've known you. Joanna gave me um, – when I was dating that that guy that I was uh, with – he wasn't with him. We were just had a casual thing. Anal hurricane um, is what <laughs> we called him because he always put it in my butt. And casual. I had, Ca- casual relationship with anal hurricane. Anal hurricane. But it was like cat amazing. Four, cat three. I was, and I was like, I'm not an anal person, but for some reason, this guy, like, I don't know, he he got me and we would always an anal sex and I was into it and he had a huge dick. But yeah, Joanna was the one I went to. I yeah. was like, help me. I have this guy who always wants to put it in my butt and I'm into it, but I'm afraid I'm going to shit on him. And she like broke it all down for me. She told she told me about anal pasta. And so the night before a scene, she has <laughs> pasta, um, preferably the gluten-free kind with lentil, made from lentils, the Wow brand or regular pasta works too. But just just pasta with a little bit of salt and pepper and olive oil. I use the truffle olive oil because I'm fancy mm. with truffle salt. Truffle's so good. And it's delicious. She says, and then the next day during your scene, she's like, just snack on cheese. And I was like, wait, I can do anal and I get to eat carbs and cheese. Yeah. Like, if someone had told me this five years ago. I know. Because you hear girls, they like stop eating at like 11 a.m. They don't eat all the next day. They do like 10 enemas and then they can only have gummy bears until yeah. after they're seen. Yeah. And I'm like, I can't do that. Yeah. I will literally murder someone. Yeah. And then she's like, no, just have pasta the night before and snack on cheese. And I was like, that's kind of my life already. Yeah. <laughs> like I have been missing out. And then – um, Did she tell you to take that fiber drinky thing? I don't take the drink. I take a psyllium husk. But to get ready for the anal scene, um, speaking of podcast, uh, Ellen Stagg, the photographer, mm. has a podcast called Shooting the Shit that's all about butt stuff. Really? It's it, all it is about. Like, I didn't know that she was into the butt stuff. Not like, not like anal sex. Like put like, just like every day. Like what? Where's your poop on the Bristol stool chart? Like and it's uh wait her whole podcast is about poop yeah like they have like a colonicist that comes on and like all sorts of butt doctors they went to butt con uh, there's a butt con yeah there's a butt con what and it has all of the products for your butt like all of these like uh like bidet attachments for your toilet and so I started listening to get involved I, and so con. she hooked me up down. with Pure for Men which is a, a supplement for gay men they're called, it's a take one now so you can take one later <laughs> <laughs> so it's just like it's like psyllium husk but some other things so it just keeps your poops like nice and solid 
And then there's this other type of enema company called the Future Method because the regular water gives me really bad cramping. Mm. And so – because your regular water isn't supposed – you're not supposed to enema with it. Right. It's not good for you. And so they have this whole – so I've been – I went deep. <laughs> you know how I nerd out on things? Oh, yeah. <laughs> I went real deep before I allowed small hands to go deep in my butthole. Wow. <laughs> That is that is a wealth of information. Yeah, because I I've been so nervous about it. Of course, and you know I I hadn't had butt sex in my personal life since two thousand and eleven. Uh huh. So and then I did a girl girl anal for kink just because I feel very comfortable with that team. Right. Um. And that went great. And so I felt very prepared. But it was so funny because it was Joanna Angel who gave me the confidence. She's like, just eat carbs and cheese. You can put things in your butt. Take psyllium husk. You'll be fine. And then it was her husband that did it. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) Oh, my God. So I'm assuming it all worked well? Yeah. Yeah. I'm their porno baby. Their (laughs) anal baby. (laughs) (laughs) So wait, what company was it for? It was for Brazzers. Okay. Um, I always – I've I've had great success doing my firsts for them. Mm-hmm. Though I will say, who directed it? Uh, Brando. Okay, but I will say the way the script was written is like I'm at a tattoo parlor and like the tattoo artist who small hands just shoves it right in my asshole. I was like, porno logic. Oh, just like no foreplay. Like like he's tattooing my lower back, like fingers my butthole a couple times, and, and then, then like, just like gets in there. Yeah, and then my husband like. Like storms in and then storms out. And of then- course you have to get caught by your <laughs> husband. That can't not happen. And then at the end of the scene, he's not mad anymore because I got like an I'm sorry tattooed on my arm. <laughs> and, I'm like, and the actor that they got for this is – so normally for non-sex roles, they usually get like someone who's a PA or someone who's in the industry. A male talent who male, can't get work. Male talent whose dick doesn't work. But for this, they got like a legitimate <laughs> – uh, like serious, like actor. Wait, what? Yeah, so this guy is. So he had an accent. He had a whole backstory, and the whole. T- Wait, did he make that himself, or did yes. just give that to him? He's like, okay, what's my motivation? No, he came with like a whole. Because I did theater, and so he came with this whole prep, and he has the, the British accent. He starts doing the British accent. He's not actually British. Is it east, the <sighs> East End or West End of London where they have the stage? Um. West End. Yes. So did he he did a good British accent. Yes. I know somebody else who does a great British accent. Yeah, Anya Olsen. I hear it's really good. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but no, it was it was it was and like I couldn't talk to him because he has a paragraph of like he has very few lines, but he he's like walking around the stage like Fuck emoting, off. and I'm like I'm like I need you to I was like you're being distracting because I'm, I'm trying to do my pretty girls. I'm like can you like take it. Over there. <laughs> Fuck my life. That is great. That is great that a fucking extra in a browser scene comes with a backstory and he's just like on the stage like, to be or not to be. That is your butt and some other man is in it. Yeah. Like, yes, yes. Wow. Oh, this, yeah, he had a whole soliloquy about, you know, you're going to besmirch that skin that you spend hours rubbing luxury beauty products into. <laughs> I cannot believe that you're letting this this beautiful canvas of which my imagination has run wild over for you. Fuck. Wait, okay, hold on. Did Brazzers write that in the script or he added that in? Uh, Brazzers wrote something along those lines, but he definitely added some flourish. Wow. <laughs> That's amazing. And I'm like, I'm just trying to take it in my butt today, dude. <laughs> 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 He's like this whole scene is about me. Yeah, it was it was pretty spectacular. Oh. Actually, he was so annoying that I went and um 
So the because it's a big studio, they have they had a ball pit, mm-hmm. and I love ball pits. Wait, they had a ball pit in the studio? Yeah, full, is this in Vegas? By the way, yeah, it's in the okay. Vegas, it's one of the Vegas studios. Fully set up ball pit, and for me, I love ball pits, but I'm I don't like germs. Like I won't go in. Public. I was just gonna say, dude. Like the things – a ball pit in a porn studio, I feel like – Was the cleanest ball pit I've ever been in in my life. Really? Yeah, because they had shot a scene in it and because it was so deep, like they couldn't actually have sex in it anyway. Uh, so there may have been like an errant dry spermy somewhere, but like that doesn't bother Well, me. I mean that's all over yeah, yeah, every porn set you've ever been on. But he was so annoying that I went I jumped to the ball pit and hid it there. <laughs> <laughs> Time for pretty girls. I was like, because uh, it was deep enough that I could just kind of like wiggle, and I'd be completely under the under all the balls, and no one could see me. But what if you couldn't get out? I, I, you I mean I, I could stand up? Oh, oh, okay, I see. Where's Ryan? She's balls deep as fucking usual in the ball pit. Yeah, it's a fun day. It's a really fun day. Wow, that is hilarious. Yeah, and oh, then I did a bang bang and. Do not eat a Philly cheesesteak followed by the Popeye's chicken sandwich. Uh, no, I I don't think I've ever had a Popeye's. I've never eaten a Popeye's. So th- they had the Philly cheesesteak for me waiting for after my scene because for whatever reason they were ordering from garbage food. Uh-huh. So I just hadn't eaten, you know, all day yeah, doing anal. Yeah. Devour You'd scene. only had anal pasta. Only had anal pasta. And that was like 18 hours before. Right. And so then I go – so I eat my sandwich and I go to the airport and I've got two hours to kill and I'm like, I'm not – I don't want to drink at the airport. I'm, that's not a, you know, I'm, I've been cutting back on my drinking. I'm not mm-hmm. just going to casually drink at the airport. Mm-hmm. Airports are a good place to drink. Because it's boring as shit. It's so boring. And you always like have to wait. Mm-hmm. Your plane's always delayed. Mm-hmm. And there's bars always open. So I went and I, the, I had the Popeye's chicken sandwich that uh, everyone's been – like apparently people, Killing each other over? Yeah. Yeah. So I was like, I'm going to try this freaking thing. I got two hours to kill. I don't want to drink. And then I think that's probably how I got food poisoning. <laughs> How was it? Was it worth? It was fine. But it wasn't like worth killing someone over. No. I think people are excited because they put pickles on a sandwich. I always put pickles on a sandwich. Because it's delicious. I love pickles. Yeah. Basically, it's a McChicken with pickles on it. Okay. Yeah. Huh. Wow. Save yourself the weight. People get excited about the strangest (laughs) things. (laughs) Yeah. Anyway, that was my diatribe. (laughs) Um, So you also had an appearance in Mrs. Flesher. Yeah. What sh- what is that show about exactly? Cuz I've uh, seen like billboards about it. I've heard little mumblings, but I don't uh, research. It's a a single well, a single mom, her son leaves for college and she is like forced to start exploring her sexuality and does that by watching a lot of milf porn. Mm. And I do I hate doing mainstream things. I never go out for mainstream things. Mm. I'm not going to audition to be on a mainstream thing because First of all, they're going to make me show up for something and not give me money. And if right. I'm leaving my house, I want money. Right. I'm sorry. It's, <laughs> like, I understand. Or snacks. Like yeah. one, one of the two. And then so – I have some pickled eggs. Fuck yeah. <laughs> I already have some, Yeah. But um, – because they make you audition and sometimes they make you audition a million times for something that does not pay me as well as porn. Mm-hmm. And then they're re- usually very condescending. Mm. And then they're like, oh, we're doing you a favor that you can – you, you – Filthy whore yeah. allowed to be in our mainstream production. Yeah. And so I, I never go out for mainstream things. Um, but a girlfriend of mine was casting for this Mrs. Fletcher and they needed um, mature women to tell their stories about why they're going to be in this amateur porn site. Mm-hmm. So it was like, it was because uh, instead of leasing from an actual porn site, it's easier for them to just film it for HBO. Right. Um, and so they're like, 
do you mind saying that you're 40? And I'm like, I don't mind saying that I'm your stepmom to the check there. (laughs) (laughs) So I went in and I think I was the only porn star that was shot for that, that segment of the Mm -hmm. thing. Um, they got a bunch of uh, because it was creepy. It was like I was in a hotel room and there was like this guy with a camera asking me like, "Oh, why are you here? Like, what's because going on?" Because all porn is like that. It's all shot in a motel room <laughs> with one guy and a camera. Well, what was interesting is that they had a, I forget the name. They had a, a young young woman there, um, or a young non-binary individual there who was the intimacy coordinator who's the whole time wanted to yes. make sure that I was comfortable. <laughs> and I think her problem was is that I was just making everyone else uncomfortable. <laughs> and I'm like, y'all want me to take my chop off? <laughs> like, no, we, we, don't, we don't need it. And they called me like the next day like, hey, could you come back and take your chop off? <laughs> A lot of the civilians we booked for this aren't comfortable for. <laughs> of course not. So, yeah, I've heard that about these intimacy yeah. coaches. Yeah. Um, is that – Standard on every mainstream set, or it's a new thing. It's a new thing since since, uh, the the Harvey Weinstein, right? Right, Which I think is it's it's smart, Um, and I think that I'm I'm I've been advocating for myself for over ten years. Mm -hmm. I think for some actress Mm -hmm. that is not used to that and used to asserting her boundaries, I think it's a good idea. Yeah, actually, I was kind of surprised to hear that that was a big issue in mainstream. Mm -hmm. Actually, it was. Rashida, who told me about how, like, sometimes sex, there's a lot of, like, issues sometimes with sex scenes in mainstream movies. Yeah. Like, the guy, like, the story she was telling me, I was like, wow, that, I was like, that happens to you guys, too? (laughs) Well, I shot a, I was an extra in some, it was called Caveman, and um, my part was, I was the naked girl draped over Chad Michael Murray's bed after after a party scene, Mm -hmm. and he kept getting a boner and being, like, awkward about it. And I'm like, just don't rub it against me. And, like, tell me that it's my fault that you're getting a boner. Is that what he was doing? <laughs> yes. Oh, my God. I was like, it's all your fault. <laughs> oh, you're just so hot. I can't help myself. And I'm like, we're, like, four feet away on this bed. You don't have to rub that on me. <laughs> <laughs> so I think because of that, you know, and, like, a lot of times when it comes to mainstream things, like, the female actress is like, I don't want him to rub his genitals against mine. So, they, so now they build out, like, mm-hmm. like, padding and whatnot because if someone does, you know, I've given people – you know, head massages and they've gotten erections. Like the human body responds. Yeah, of course. Yeah. That makes sense. Yeah. It's interesting how like we, you know, working in the adult industry have kind of, I feel like we're almost better at establishing boundaries and recognizing all of those things because, I mean, we film sex. That's what we do. Whereas these other people who don't do that and they film like pretend sex, they like don't know what to do. Yeah. They don't know how to handle it. And they're a lot more uncomfortable about Yeah, of course. Yeah. Well, for example, so my neighbors, I list so I live uh, I live in a duplex. The walls are very thin. Mm-hmm. Rent control, it is worth having thin walls. Um, <laughs> <laughs> but it's an it's an older building. So I can hear my neighbors every sing- everything that they do. Mm-hmm. And my neighbor's newish girlfriend at they have sex every day at 3:30, which is when I go down for my nap. And I uh, told that's so annoying. Well, no, it's perfect cuz I told them I told them I was like when I hear you guys having sex, I know because when I'm on a porn set, yeah, I know. Oh my if- God, I was just gonna say, I know where you're going with this. <laughs> but they were so uncomfortable about me being like, "Oh yeah, you guys have sex every day at three thirty. and they're like, "How? Oh, how did you know? What was this?" And I was like, "You know what I do for a living? I listen. To- most of my job is listening to other people beg." Yeah, yeah, exactly. <laughs> 
Yeah, because we have it's funny because after a while the moans and yeah. groans of a sex scene can like lull you to sleep. <laughs> because a lot of times it's on a feature set, you've already been there for 6 hours, you're going to be there for another 6 hours and your scene isn't for 3 hours and you're out of makeup and you have to wait for this scene to happen and all this stuff. So and you're in the other room and and then everyone has to be quiet. And so then you just like kind of fall asleep. <laughs> I've literally had to tell people to stop snoring <laughs> during scenes. That is 100% happened to me. Like either my assistants or the makeup artist or another model. I have to go wake them up and be like, we can hear you snoring, motherfucker. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, that's like, you know, you know, people always think our job is like so exciting and we're all like so turned on all the time. It's like, mm. no, no, we're, we're most of the time we're looking for a way to sneak a nap in. <laughs> 100% of the time. 100% oh my of God. the time. Yeah. If I could take more naps on set, I'd be so happy. <laughs> this is, the problem is, is that you're in charge. I know. It sucks. <laughs> it sucks. I remember I actually uh, did photos for Mike Quasar in one of his Wicked movies only once. And it was so weird not being in charge and mm-hmm. not having to constantly do things and yell at people and try to hustle everyone. Isn't it lovely? It was so weird. And then so I was like, I guess he's like, I don't need you for like two hours. I'm like, I'll go take a nap. <laughs> I get it was like, but it felt extremely uncomfortable because mm. I felt like I shouldn't be doing this. Like it felt very weird. I think you need to be kind to yourself. Yeah. Yeah. I think you need to just give yourself a little bit more love. Yeah. No. <laughs> I'm just going to, I don't really ever like shoot for other people anyways. It's always like my own thing. I was talking to Barrett Blade because uh, he was, what was he shooting still? He, uh, he was on some uh, a digital playground feature that I was on mm. and he was shooting all the stills, but he used to direct a lot. Yeah, I know. And I asked him about it and I was like, do you miss directing? He's like, he's like, I make a little bit less to shoot just stills. He's like, but I'm, way less stressed yeah he's like i'm just chilling yeah <laughs> i was like he makes a little less doing stills he i don't being, he wasn't being paid that much for directing <laughs> yeah i know what the stills rate is yeah and it's uh it's not a lot yeah so but i mean to some people it's you know i get that like i totally get that and that was actually another thing that mike and i were talking about because he also just shoots camera for certain people like mm-hmm. jackie Zane james and he was like it's, you know, less money. He's mm-hmm. like, but my, I'm just like, it's so much easier. Yeah. You just show up and you just like do your thing and then you go home. You don't have to prep. You don't have to do post. You don't have to worry about if somebody fucking cancels on you the morning of. You don't have to worry about if the guy's dick doesn't get hard. Like, it's just like, the, I mean, the stress in producing content is fucking overwhelming. Yeah. It's so bad. Yeah. It's kind of, and it's features too. Like, I only do like a feature for Wicked like every two months. Mm-hmm. Like, I don't know how someone like Jackie, who does features all the time, I don't know how she does it. I, she's probably just, well, I, I think it's because she only does features. She kind of doesn't yeah. know how to do it another way. Yeah. It's like once you get it you in your- used to it. You get yeah. into that routine. Right, right. Where everyone's like, how the hell do you do it? And you're like, I just do it. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. That's true. Yeah, I get that. Eventually, that's how my butthole will be. <laughs> <laughs> it won't be weeks of stress. It'll be just like, yeah, just shove it in there. <laughs> Let's party. <laughs> you. So are you planning on doing more anal? Yes. Yeah. Um, prob- I mean, my rate's pretty high because I don't like to leave the house. <laughs> hey, look, you know, I mean, if you don't want to do it all the time and yeah. it's worth – like, fuck, if you can get that rate for yeah. it and it's you – know, I'd rather shoot I one or just- two scenes a month than be su- shooting oh, yeah. one to two scenes a week. For sure. And that's just – you know, I'm I'm older now. I'm not – I, I just can't physically do what some of these younger girls do. And honestly, I've been really – I have a question for you because I've been so nervous about – I just had a terrible experience on set with this younger girl mm. 
who just pushed herself too hard and had a total meltdown on set. Oh, God. And, like, fortunately, it was with me. Um, so, like, I, I I stayed calm and, like, made sure that we were able to finish the scene. And mm-hmm. I didn't, you know, I didn't get heated and then escalated the situation. But it's her fucking agent. And I'm like, I'm trying to not Captain Save-A-Ho, yeah. but I want to Captain Save-A-Ho and call this motherfucker out. Because yeah. this poor girl, she's, you know, she's very young. She's not 22. She's under some somewhere under 22. But she's been working every single day for, like, six months and she has no friends and her whole life is porn. Mm. And so, like, anything on set, she's just, like, melting down. Yeah. it's uh, I know. It's such a shame and it's so – it's unfortunately common, mm-hmm. you know, that agents just don't take into consideration, like, the mental health of the performers or the fact that they would need a break. They just want to churn out mm-hmm. as many scenes out of them as they can because they want to make the money. And, you know, the girl might have said, like, I really want to make a lot of money. I want to work every day, not realizing what that means. Exactly. You know? And I'm like, I keep – and I always tell the girls, I'm like, your agent sucks. These yeah. are the good ones. Yeah, <clears throat> I know. There's a there's a few really good ones, and then mm. there's a bunch of pretty Scum. shitty ones. I'm like, I, I'm like, I'm at this point in my career where I'm like, I want to start saving the hoes, and I, I can't do it. I know. It's their journey. To take. I mean, you can offer them as much advice as possible, but, you know, you can't. Yeah, I've been in that situation where yeah. I've, like, definitely, you know, girls confided in me and I've what? I've even talked to the agents before. And um, it generally doesn't get you anywhere. Yeah, because I shot with this girl a year ago and then I shot with her again last week and it was just the change. I was like, mm. like you need to make – you're making so much money. Go on yeah. vacation. Yeah. <laughs> like, well, and I think a lot of these girls don't realize that, you know, they they can say no. Mm-hmm. And, um, you know, and agents will scare you and threaten you with all kinds of legal ramifications and they'll say I'll sue you and all this stuff. And but- no porn contract is enforceable. No. There's no contract where it says, like, you must have sex with this person for money because I said so. Yeah. You can – no they, court will they, enforce that. No, they absolutely cannot enforce it. But they will scare these girls into thinking that they can and they'll – you know, because these girls don't know anything about – and they don't have legal advice. So in those cases, I would say um, it's a good idea to contact the FSC. I know that they have resources. Mm -hmm. Um, I had Lotus Lane on and she talked about how, um, you know, the Inspire program is is meant to help women, girls with a lot of things. And one of the things they can help you with is like legal representation. Yeah. Um, I actually, it's interesting that you brought that up because I was talking to someone the other day and I would love to uh, do an episode and have like somebody who works in law in the adult industry on to talk about all of that because it's so easy to scare people with legal stuff. And I've definitely been in that situation. I'm really lucky. My brother's a lawyer Mm -hmm. and my boyfriend works in law. And so, um, I'm well informed, but I've certainly had, like when I was going through my divorce, like my ex-husband was trying to sue me for half my business. And I remember he sent me this letter saying like, you know, according to, an idiot. He looked at my tax returns and he took the gross and he was like, you owe me half of the gross. And I was like, you know how my business works, right? Yeah. Like clients send me a <laughs> bunch of money and I pay everybody with that money. So I, I don't get to keep all that money. Yeah. That gross, that's not actually what yeah, I that's made. Not, that's, yeah. Like that's, there's a difference between gross and anyways, but he was like, you owe me $750,000. And I was like, ah! and then like, I took it to my brother and he was like, <laughs> it's like first of all for him to even try to sue you he's got to like file in court which is going to cost him money which he doesn't have yeah and he was like this is all bullshit and yeah. i was like thank god i have somebody who who can help me with that because you know 
you got scary. Know. It's very scary. Yeah. So on another note, your family is delightful. And can I be adopted because your mom and I should be best friends? Oh, my God. My mom <laughs> loves you. My mom loves you. So we had a uh, – so it was my birthday and I had a pool party and Ryan came. And it was actually really cute because she came in this thong, one piece, and my friends were there with their kids. But my friends work in the adult industry <laughs> So she was like, oh, my God. I'm like, I don't think they care. Like, trust me. They've seen it all. One of them used well, to be a penthouse pet. Like, it's yeah. fine. Um, it's, I just don't have real clothes anymore because <laughs> if I'm going to spend money on clothes, it's going to be for porn. And yeah, then once I've I shot it out a couple of times, it's just going to go to my regular wardrobe. Like, I don't I don't know what my personal style is. <laughs> like, basically, like your, uh, your milk style, your pencil skirts <laughs> and blouses. It's so and lingerie. Yeah. So like the only bathing suit that I have that fits at the moment is like, you know, it's a, it's a thong. You look great in it. Yeah. <laughs> but I was like, my, are the kids going to be afraid of my butt? <laughs> Mommy, what's that? <laughs> ah, it's coming to get me. It's a butt. And then I remember that kids love butts and they think that they're hilarious. <laughs> There's actually an entire children's book called I Need a New Butt. What? It's adorable. It's about, it's, it's, it's just a dumb thing. But it's uh, uh, like it's like this butt has a crack in it, so I need to get a new one. And it goes through like all of like the different ideas of the different types of butt the kid would want. It's precious. Anyway, oh my god, that's hilarious. But then I was like, oh yeah, kids can handle a butt. Yeah, they, they have can. them. They can. <laughs> um, yeah. So, anyways, so afterwards, I'm like, and I guess you and my mom were talking for for a while, right? She is so she's rowdy like I am. Yeah, <laughs> that she is. And afterwards, my mom was like, "I that Ryan, she was so nice." I'm talking like my mom's some like old like lady. I mean, she is, but my mom doesn't sound anything like that. But she's like, "Oh, she's so nice, and I really liked her, and what a pleasant person, and oh, just great personality." And yeah, my mom like wouldn't shut up about you. I well, like, I think okay, mom, I get it. Have me over for another play date with your mom because that know. was really fun. I know it was fun. She kept stealing cigarettes from people. Oh yeah. Because she was like pretending that she wasn't smoking, and I was like, she does that all the time. She's <laughs> uh, and she always and she says, of course, because she's British. Can I bum a fag? Yeah, which is adorable. Yeah, and people who don't know what that means, they're like, what? Yeah. And your sister was delightful, who I would like to steal. Yeah, been, my sister's cool. I've been sending her DMs, and she's not responding. I've been like, hey, I have a question about Angel City Pets. She's you want not to dogs. I don't think. I think I'm like buried somewhere in the. Um, I don't think my sister gets a ton of DMs. Oh, she doesn't know how to check them. Yeah. I don't – I feel like she's not on Instagram She's barely all on Instagram. That much. She's barely on Instagram. My brother is definitely never on it. Yeah. My mom is always on it and she posts the same fucking shitty picture of Ranch. <laughs> and I'm like, you're supposed to be a photographer, Bobby. These pictures all suck. You know whose Instagram is shockingly terrible is Martha Stewart's. Really? You'd think that hers would be perfect. And she posts pictures of food where you're like, that looks like a pile of turd. <laughs> <laughs> like, Martha Stewart. But I can't – I love her. I can't be mad at her. Yeah. She's my When she did that thing with Snoop Dogg, that was the best. Was it well, like a cooking show? It was I a cooking show. I just the idea of Martha Stewart and Snoop Dogg together, just like I feel like that's like that was like the pinnacle of like the best of humanity. Well what you realize <laughs> like is that coming together. Nobody parties like wasps. Wasps <laughs> get fucking hammered. And so Snoop Dogg being there and being all like, oh, you gotta be careful. When Martha's pouring, it's really strong. (laughs) (laughs) And you're like, oh, yeah, you forget. Wasps are the original, like, lifestyle alcoholics. Yeah. Yeah, (laughs) that's true. Yeah. So it's kind of like a beautiful 
beautiful coming together. Yeah, and stoners love delicious snacks. And Martha Stewart, like I have they always sure do. I don't. I probably talked about this before, but like I've always wanted to have sex with Martha Stewart. Really? She. It is my dream. It is my. <laughs> first of all, it's going to be kinky, and her bondage gear is going to be like beautifully hand stitched Italian leather. Oh, it is, isn't it? It's, so it's going to be this. That fantastic dungeon setup. It's going to be elaborate Can and lovely. Can you imagine lovely. if Martha Stewart designed your dungeon, how beautiful it would be? It would be amazing. And then the snacks afterwards. <laughs> the, post bo- the post-flogging the post snacks. Yeah, and then like, I don't know if she tops or bottoms, but either way, for aftercare, we'd probably take a very nice bath with some very, <laughs> very fluffy robes. And then, then some scented candles that she probably made. Watch the fireplace or ni- a nice stroll through her art- orchard. Like, She's she's my dream woman. Oh, you know what? I feel like you've almost sold me on this, and I'm not even into chicks. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Speaking of selling, mm. we're going to take a quick commercial break um, to hear from our sponsors, and uh, we'll be right back. Support for Holly Randall Unfiltered comes from Manscaped, who is the number one product in men's below-the-belt grooming. Is it too early to talk about Christmas? Um, hello, it's never too early to talk about Christmas, and it's definitely not too early to start thinking about the perfect Christmas gift, which is, of course, smooth hairless balls. Have you never given that gift before? Think about it. This is the perfect gift for you and your sex partner. Manscaped offers precision-engineered tools for you or your man's family jewels and they've redesigned your basic electric trimmer to the lawnmower 2.0 their lawnmower 2.0 has proprietary advanced skin safe technology so this trimmer won't nick or snag those precious ornaments plus you get the crop preserver and crop reviver products to keep everything down there smelling fresh preventing any sweat or stickiness So just in time for the holidays, my listeners get a special 20% off your entire order, including a bonus travel bag, a pair of boxers, and free accelerated shipping with the code HOLLY at manscaped.com. That's 20% off a special bonus package with free shipping at manscaped.com, but only if you use the code HOLLY. Naughty or nice, this is the number one gift on Santa's list. Hello, listeners. Do you love this show? Are you thinking to yourself, man, it's so great that Holly gets all this free content for us to enjoy. I wonder if there's any way that I could support her and help her to create even better content. Well, you can. And I'm going to actually give you something in return for your support by joining my Patreon at patreon.com slash Holly Randall Unfiltered. Not only will you be supporting this independent endeavor, which is my podcast, but you will also get all kinds of super cool perks that are available exclusively to members of my Patreon. That means that you will be able to watch my interviews live as they happen and therefore access them way before everybody else does. You will also be able to get signed prints from my guests. You'll be able to access exclusive bonus content such as My LA Porn Life, the podcast that I do with my production manager, Eva, as well as some exclusive interviews that I do on set 
with some of the biggest stars in the industry. There's so much at my Patreon for you to enjoy, and I would absolutely love it if you would just go give it a peek, see if it might be worth a couple bucks for you to support the show that you love so much. So go to patreon.com slash Unfiltered. That's P-A-T-R-E-O-N.com slash Unfiltered. Okay, we are back. Um, I mean, we've covered so much already. We've covered anal pasta. We've covered buttcon. Yeah. Your Mrs. Fletcher. You Fletcher, know Fletcher. 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 You know, I feel like we actually – do we like finish that story? Oh, Mrs. Fletcher? Yeah. Oh, I, I'm on the show. They filmed me and I ended up on it randomly. I didn't think I was going to be on it until I started getting a bunch of texts on Sunday. I was like, oh my god, you're on HBO. And I was like, What? Because it was just this random thing that I filmed in a hotel room for 500 bucks. And so, like, <laughs> I'm sorry if that didn't stick in my memory. <laughs> my only thought on that is, like, normally I charge more. Um, <laughs> but, like, yeah, everyone's like – and because it wasn't, you know – I mean, the cool thing about that show is that they have an all-female directing class uh, – uh, uh, all-female directing um, team – but I just worked with a stringer crew. So it wasn't like I got – I didn't get to go to like the set or – you know. Mm, gotcha, gotcha. But it's always cool and it's nice that I was able to bring some realism. Yeah. I yeah. like that. I like that. So it's you – know. And you're – I mean you're perfect for that. You're so great in front of the camera. <laughs> I still like will never forget going on your show, play, uh, Jukebox Live yeah. on Playboy TV. And the way in which you handled the call-ins was just unfucking believable I mean, nobody can handle – awkward <laughs> phone calls from creepy old men better than you can. I mean, you don't miss a fucking beat. What was that one guy called in? What did he say about like licking the mustard jar? Like he couldn't get, he couldn't <laughs> put it on his sandwich, but he could like lick it out. What was it? I don't even know. All I, I will say speaking of jars, someone, I, do you know what the, the going rate on a peanut butter, peanut butter jar full of poop is? No, no, please, please tell Apparently, me. Apparently, it's eight to ten grand. Uh, and who's selling these things? Uh, Dominatrixes. I just discovered uh, this. Did you ever get an email? I brought this up many times. It's actually kind of a running joke in my podcast that somehow we always end up talking about shit, even though I say I hate toilets humor and I'm not into shit, though I will say that Fartgate is fucking hilarious. Dude, it's the best! And if anybody hasn't, go, go on Twitter. Treat and yourself. Hashtag Fartgate. And it's so good. The last internet fart meme that was as good was the Farto Plata, which was it was I'm a, not aware of that. It was a jujitsu competition, and one of the guys like farted on the other guy, and <laughs> apparently like the fart was so bad that he tapped and then walked to the edge of the mat and then vomited. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god, that's fucking great! Wait, what was it called? Fart o plata because there's a, a jujitsu called an uma plata. Oh. It's, <laughs> you just farted on the guy. I was like, I can't. I'm out. I'm done. <laughs> wow. Yeah. Yeah. What? I don't understand what the controversy about fart gate is. Like, okay. he farted. Okay, he farted. <laughs> no, because okay. So for those of you who don't know, um, what's the guy's name? Eric Swalwell. It might be Eric Swalwell. Maybe you can play it into the mic. Yeah. So that we can hear gate. it. So basically, he's on Hardball with Chris Matthews, which is a huge show. Yeah, it's Eric Swalwell. Um, and he's talking about, you know, the impeachment hearings. And he farts in the middle of it. <laughs> and, like, 
And there's just this whole thing because, and Chris, it was, it's, it's gained so much traction that even Chris Matthews had to put out a tweet to deny that he farted to say that somebody was just dragging their mug across the desk. But the thing is, is that you see the guy like lift up slightly, like he's like giving air to a butt cheek. <laughs> When and he pauses when the fart happens, he's a straight up denying the fart. But like people are not buying it. Are you going to play it? I yes, I can't. I can't remember if so. I listened to another podcast, the Crooked Media podcast. But I think this is the guy that they refer to as Human Frat Paddle because that's what Eric Swalwell looks like. <laughs> All right, I okay. think I've got it queued up. All right, <clears throat> hopefully uh, this can. Uh, okay, go go for it. It's uncontradicted that the president used taxpayer dollars to ask the Ukrainians to help him cheat an election. <laughs> and the complaint that I've heard from Republicans all last week was that... <laughs> so, so, okay, let's see. We have some mugs here and we have a table. Let's, let's see what happens when we drag it across, okay? Let's see. All right, ready? That didn't sound like a fart. What if we make the, 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 the mug a little wet? <laughs> okay, you got to put... No, no, that doesn't sound like so. And then somebody else is like, oh, it sounds like a phone vibrating against a hard surface, which is true. It could be that. But then why not say that? Why try the why do the mug situation? Yeah, no, that's wrong. because the the vibrating yeah. phone. But I mean, the thing is, is that when you watch it, he's he he visibly pauses and slightly like there's, and, there's and a adjusts cork, there's a quirk to the eyebrow. A knowing quirk that like, oh, oh, this is happening. <laughs> and, and and then afterwards, it looks like he's kind of suppressing a smile. <laughs> Though I have to say, he didn't miss a beat. Like, he just kept going. I was actually pretty impressed by that. Yeah, I would have gotten a little flustered. I would have been extremely flustered. Yeah. I mean, can you imagine? And also, too, like, that must have been incredibly loud because the mic is... It's probably like, right there on his chest. Yeah, right? I mean, because well, it, it almost sounded like they mic'd his ass up. I mean, it's just like. I mean, that, and, that, and that actually disproves the, the mug theory because if it was a mic issue, the mic would be too far away from the mug. Well, yeah. I think Chris was, because clearly he's not moving a mug. Chris yeah. was trying to say that it was, because it you know, was yeah. a, a not in studio yeah. call that he moved a mug. But I think then that he needs to go back on his show and move a mug on live TV and prove to us that it makes the exact same sound. So anyway, so there's a lot of controversy online about this, um, which is why it's a uh, fart gate. And it's just so great, though, because people are like, finally, the one thing that's like bringing America <laughs> together, like Democrats and Republicans, is whether or not this guy farted. I will say, though, it is like that time when you're on a date with someone and they have a leather couch and you move on it yes. and it squeaks and it makes the fart noise and you can never recreate it. Yes. So I have a little bit of sympathy in that regard. I, I get that. No. But no, it's definitely a fart. 100%. It's definitely a fart. I'm team fart. <laughs> And some of like the jokes and the memes coming out about it are so good. Like Eric Swalwell, a candidate you can't get behind. <laughs> oh, don't get me started on politics. I I realized recently that I follow politics the way that most people follow sports. And was, oh, really? Yeah. So like when everyone's like, oh, I got to go watch the game. I'm like, I got two hours of political recap to listen to. <laughs> yeah. My boyfriend's really into it. I, I have to admit, I'm not super into politics. Mm -hmm. I just kind of let he get, he'll give me like a breakdown yeah. at like the end of the day. Yeah. Because he follows it very closely. Yeah. I'm just. This is another reason why I need to come back to your mom's house for family time. Oh, boy. <laughs> don't you dare. Don't say anything bad about Obama. 
I would never say anything bad about Obama. My mom loves Obama. Like, loves Obama. How does she feel about the tan suit? I don't know. Okay. What about the tan suit? He wore a tan suit one time and it broke the internet. Oh, I don't know about that. Yeah, ask your mom about her opinion about the tan suit. I don't know if she knows about it either. She just really loves Obama. That's fair. And it's funny because, like, my my sister and especially her husband are are pretty politically, um, Mm -hmm. you know, uh, what's the word? They know things. Informed. Educated. <laughs> wow. Um, especially her husband. And they were taught, and the, you know, they're total like Democrats mm. and they're liberal. You know, we all are. But, you know, they you were. You shoot porn. I'd hope you're fucking liberal. Well, dude, you'd be, you know, there are some girls in the industry who are not. Which is weird. I'm like, what if you get a pregnant with a porno baby and you're in Louisiana? Like, what do you really want to have? Like, there's some lovely men in porn. Um, some of them are very skilled, but not all of them are the brightest bulbs in the, in the show. You yeah. know, you, you want to have that porn baby? You want to have that gangbang baby? Yeah. Can you imagine, like, not knowing whose it was? Access to healthcare is important. Access to reproductive care is important. I agree with you. But, you know, honestly, a, a, a lot of them probably, maybe that's not the thing that they're concerned yeah. about. A lot of it's, a lot of times it's, it's, it's always about money. Yeah. You know? Yeah. It's like, I don't want to pay my taxes. Yeah, exactly. No. I mean, I'm, you know, a liberal until fucking AB5 rolls in <laughs> January 1st. And I'm like, they're fucking with my small business. <laughs> I don't want to make people my employees and give them medical care. <laughs> that is some bullshit. That is some fucking bullshit. It is not okay. So for those of you that don't know, in California, they're changing the laws that they're trying to make. I mean, and this goes with a lot of different industries, but specifically in foreign, they're trying to make porn performers employees yeah basically well i think ultimately what they're going after is the uber and lyft yes which makes sense but here's the thing is i'm an independent contractor i have my own small business Mm -hmm. like i have been running everything through an escort my entire time in porn like and how dare you try to make me an employee yeah like the I think the fact that you have a corporation, you're okay. I'm okay, but it's still it's. But all every anybody else who doesn't have a corp, we got to stick them on payroll, and and we have to pay. Not it's not just that. Do it's you have to the, pay Social Security. We have to pay. No, we have to pay payroll taxes. So when you are put on payroll, because I have like mm-hmm. my employees who work full time for me, Eva, she's on payroll. Um, I she has to pay her taxes, mm-hmm. and then I have to pay payroll taxes too. So it's double tax. Yeah. Um. So we will have to pay payroll taxes on top of there and then they will get taxes taken out as well mm-hmm. um and it's just like you know when you shoot a new a girl like a lot of times models i'll shoot them once or twice a year yeah like that's kind of crazy to try to make them my employees so um but the whole thing is like a fucking nightmare i still like have to talk to a bunch of my clients about it yeah because like it's unsustainable for me to have to pay those payroll taxes on it's top completely of understandable I, I can't I can't yeah. absorb those costs. Yeah, and then that's there's no way at the rates going down in porn, and the, I feel like the rates are already kind of low. Yeah, you know, for what we do and what it goes into, um, particularly being a female porn star, like the amount of money that I spend on maintenance. Yeah, I do all my own wardrobe. Well, because I was thinking about it, you know, because everyone's like, "Oh, male porn stars make approximately half of what female porn stars make." Yeah, but you think about it that the male porn stars are on set a lot less, mm-hmm. um, a lot less time, that's a lot less true. time. We're paying for our nails, our grooming, um, running the pink tax on things like razors and deodorant and body lotion. And Mm -hmm. then, you know, a lot of times we're doing our own makeup. Not always we are, but we provide the vast majority of our wardrobe, Mm -hmm. our gym memberships, all of these things. Mm -hmm. 
And so it ends up when you actually break down the costs that male and female porn stars are making the same. And yeah. so then if you're actually going to start adding this tax onto it, I think that's really going to cut into like – it sounds shitty about my manicure budget. But like yeah. I, I can't show up with bad nails or I get no. sent home. Yeah. Absolutely. Yeah. I mean the thing is though, you're already doing everything right. So you're fine. <clears throat> but it's like the girls that come – especially are brand new and who have never paid taxes in their life. They don't know what they're doing. You think they're going to fucking set up a corporation? They have no idea. Like I was talking to this one girl last week about it. She's like, but I haven't ever paid my taxes. I'm like, you better fucking start. That's how they all get popped. Janine Lindenmuller, Ginger Lynn. That's how all of the girls Because the thing is, is that like every year I get notices from the IRS about uh, people that I've hired who haven't paid their taxes because I W-9 everyone. Mm -hmm. And they're like, you know, you need to put a lien on their money. And I'm like, well, they're not my employees and I probably won't ever hire them again. And if I do, it'll be like a year. You know what I mean? Like I don't work with these people that much. So like, it's not my responsibility, but if I have to put them on payroll, then if they come back and work for me, I can't give them their money. I have to send it to the IRS. And that's because you didn't fucking pay your taxes because you don't know how, because schools don't teach people about how to pay their taxes. There needs to be some sort of financial literacy program. In I don't understand school. like why that doesn't exist. You got home ec class. Bring back, bring, bring back trade school and bring back uh, financial literacy because yeah. we need plumbers. Yeah. I mean, why don't you tell – I don't understand why schools don't teach people. They don't teach people about sex or how to handle their money. Yep. Which about, are the two most important things that you need. Yeah. I mean, I remember like my little sister once when she was, you know, obviously very young. She got a credit card. She didn't like – realize that you have to like pay it back <laughs> like you have to pay that all back plus interest or and the interest rates things are very tricky too like i recently went through um as you know i got sick in 2016 i still have like some med- some some debt associated mm-hmm. with that sickness that i'm dealing with and the variables on credit cards like i got credit cards that started out at like a 1.6 percent rate and then yeah. they jump up to like 30 percent and yeah. if you're not taking t- like checking your statement every month yeah Paying 30%. Like, you'd be better off borrowing money from the mob. Yeah. Goddamn kids these days. <laughs> Get off my lawn. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's it's true, though. It's, um, you know, I mean, I'm lucky that when I started my business, I was very careful about I learned a lot from your you mom. Know, my parents. Your mom yeah. is – one thing that I loved about talking to your mom in – is realizing how tough she was in business. Oh, yeah. She, I mean, in a, in a way that I think probably was in some ways detrimental, but in some ways really great for her. <laughs> she was always fighting with people. I mean, she was falling out with people all the time, mm-hmm. you know, and then she would like make up with them. But yeah, I mean, she just, she fought with everybody. Mm-hmm. And when people say to me, they're like, oh, I met your mom, like I met your mom once. And my first thing I always say is like, I'm sorry. <laughs> But that's being a tough woman and running yeah. a business. Is, yeah. You know, you're going to have to fight with people. Yeah. Well, and especially back in her day, you know, when she was like the only female producer, photographer, director. Mm-hmm. Like every – I mean, you think porn's a male-dominated industry? Back in the fucking 70s and 80s, it was legit a male-dominated industry. Yeah. I mean, now, you know, like almost all of the nominees for Best Director, Best Movie, it's all women. Yeah. I mean, it's changed so much. It was so different back then. So she had to like really fight mm-hmm. um, and, you know, be able to manipulate and all these things in order to survive in that world. Yeah. I mean, she's fighting with Larry Flint and Hugh Hefner and fucking Bob Guccione. I mean, well, like- Larry Flint in their contracts, Hustler still wants your robotic thespian rights. So <laughs> wait, sorry. I'm sorry. What? The last time, I mean, it's, 
this was a while. The last time I actually bothered to read my hustler contract before I just decided, like, I don't give a fuck. I'm sending my life away. Yeah. <laughs> give me money. Who needs rights? Yeah. Um, <laughs> but they in there because hustler has the thickest stack of paperwork and in the fine print is they, they was, uh, I, I was giving them my, my likeness for my robotic thespian rights. So it all forms known and unknown throughout the universe for perpetuity. Wow. Yeah, I know that they always do that. They're like, you know, any platform because you never know what's going to happen. Yeah. But I love that they actually had the foresight to think of we might create a Ryan <laughs> Keeley robot one day and then we won't actually need to hire her and we need her to sign off that we can use that forever. How high were those lawyers at that? Because it's the 70s when they're coming up with all this shit. Like, how high are they at that meeting? Like, no, man, in the future, we're going to – it's all. And, I am going to be replaced by a sex doll of myself. Like that is probably going to happen. We are headed that way. <laughs> so close. There's every t- every year at AVN, like some random companies come up and are like, do you want your sex doll? We'll make it. And then if you sell it, you get half the proceeds. And I'm like, no. <laughs> <laughs> you don't like the idea of somebody having sex with a limp version of yourself? I okay. I just started selling my dirty panties in the last mm-hmm. couple of years because for a long time I was afraid that they were going to steal my DNA. And I me. totally heard people <laughs> say that. <laughs> Send it into like twenty three and Me. Well, find and out then, your genetic. Well, background. then they take they take it and then they raise they raise your your um they raise your uh uh your clones because you can't clone an adult. You have to raise them from babies and then you raise them all Stockholm syndrome like a sex cult. Like 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 the Mormons. That's what happens if you sell your panties to the wrong person. <laughs> it's just logical. <laughs> but I finally was able to move past that. Now, yes, you can buy my dirty panties. Go to OnlyFans.com backslash Ryan Keeley. <laughs> you know, it's funny because we also sell wardrobe as well. And mm-hmm. I get a lot of guys who, you know, I it's, it's a healthy business. Mm-hmm. And um, I remember I had one guy say to me like, oh, you know, I think I want to buy this, but I'm just not sure it's going to fit in my showroom. And I was like you have a showroom? Like, what does this showroom look like? And can I see a photo? Yeah, we need photos. We absolutely need photos. And then there was another guy who would buy the outfit and then make his wife wear it and not tell her that it had been previously worn by a porn star because he wanted to, like, fantasize that his wife was that girl or whatever. So he was very, like, specific about, like, needing certain sizes. I have a female fan that that I guess she's a similar size to me, but buys my my dirty wardrobe and then wears it out on dates with partners. Well, at least she's consciously making that decision. Yeah, she's own. not she's not forcing that on anyone. Yeah, it's like, honey, here I bought you this beautiful lingerie. Why is there white stuff in the panties? Oh, never, <laughs> it's fine. Nothing. <laughs> it's something for everyone. <laughs> That's so true. Do we have anything else to talk about? Uh, we could talk about X-Biz and EVN nominations. Oh, shit. Yeah. Um, I finally got nominated for something. What did you get nominated for? Uh, uh, hottest MILF for X-Biz. Got nothing for AVN, which is not a surprise. I can't figure out how to nominate myself. Really? It's, 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 I actually nominated myself this year for the first time ever. Yeah, they send you like a thing. They like they they have a link, and, I know. and then you I go. Have, I have to click it, and, and then, then I have to like remember shit. And I think you well, <laughs> and you need to like submit. Like you have to prove yeah. somehow that you are like because yeah. you can't just like be anybody. You have to be in the industry. Yeah, to nominate yourself. But I'm very excited about being not. It's it's. I'm very excited to be nominated, and then I'm nominated actually for a sex scene that I don't actually have sex in. Um. So it was this pure taboo scene. It was so creepy, but uh. 
uh, it was, it was a, of course an incest scene um, with Tommy Pistol was my husband and we were turning out our daughter's best friend. Oh. <sighs> Sounds but taboo-y. This, this whole incest thing needs to stop. Like I'm really starting to feel complicit. Like I just got a DM from this guy who was like, oh, I'm going to show your movies to my stepdaughter. And I was like, No. Yeah. No. Yeah, I'm not. Those are. I'm not a fan of them either. I think most people in adult, like, it's funny because it's the one thing that we always yeah. talk about and we always like actually joke about. Um, I did a scene the other day with Ryan King. Remember mm-hmm. who I shot with you for Naughty He's America? So great. He's so great. And it was hilarious because he was playing neither a like child, mm-hmm. well, not a child, but you know what I mean, like a young man, nor like a stepbrother, or it was like. Yeah, it was like a scene and the girl was the girl was married. So yeah. it was I have a wife for Naughty America. And he was like, You mean I'm not like, oh my God, I've never had sex before. I'm not a virgin. She's not my stepmom or my stepsister. I'm like, no, she is not related to you. You are not like a young, innocent, you're like a regular aged person. I gotta, you can play the age that you actually are. Yeah. And he was like, This is crazy. I gotta do that with Seth Seth Gamble the other week. It was supposed to be Ricky Johnson, which is Ricky Johnson and I keep missing each other like for he's lovely so ricky for whatever reason our scheduling like we'll have a scene together and then like something will happen and the dates will move and then mm-hmm. we keeps happening keeps happening and i'm bummed out because the last time i was supposed to shoot with ricky he was supposed to be my daughter's boyfriend and mm. then last time he was supposed to be my husband's best friend mm. that moved i gotta have sex with seth gamble but i was still like we're consenting adults of yeah. a normal age. No one's related. Yeah. We're just attractive people. Get down. I know. Imagine that, right? What? <laughs> what? Crazy. Yeah. It was It was very lovely. Well, congratulations Thank on you. your nominations. Are yeah. you going to be at AVN? Like, are you signing for anybody or anything? I don't know who I'm signing for yet. I'm always going to be at my agency booth for ATMLA. Oh, right. Of course. Um, just because they're fabulous. And yeah. They, so I'll definitely be there. I don't know. If, are, are people booking signings yet i think so oh maybe i'm maybe i'm not popular this year mm-hmm. no but i'm definitely gonna go to avn i it's one of my favorite things every year even though i always get sick everyone does they call it the avn flu if you want to meet me at avn make sure that you come on like thursday yeah saturday morning i'm gonna be in bed with a fever <laughs> yeah well and also too you got to get ready for the awards so yes a lot of people like saturday saturday's like the worst day i have no idea what to wear i'm out of i out, out of outfit. rent the runway the, nothing is slutty enough on Rent the Runway. See, that uh, works for you because you're a classy lady director. <laughs> I am a dirty, filthy, filthy whore who who now is a dirty, filthy anal whore. Yes, congratulations. I'm very happy about. But yeah, Rent the Runway is too too demure. Mm. So I've been like, and I used to steal my sister's bridesmaids' dresses, but she hasn't been in any weddings this year. <laughs> so I'm like, God damn it. Hmm. I might have some slutty stuff. We'll talk. I actually, you know what? I have a fucking dope ass dress that uh, somebody, I almost said her name, and I can't, uh, wore for Treat of the Month. I can't say because it's not out yet. Ooh. But she has um, large breasts. And uh, actually, it was like, and we got it from Amazon, and it was fucking awesome. Really? Yeah, it's a really cool dress. I like couldn't believe it. I love the stuff that you're doing for Twisties. Like, Uh, thank you. Fine. Like there was a there was a while where you weren't allowed to shoot the beautiful glamour stuff that mm-hmm. you yeah. really excel. Like yeah, your mom Suze Randall. You came up doing high production, beautiful glamour, high concept stuff. Like you naturally have a very like artistic high concept brain. And so for but a while you're just shooting straight porn. And now yeah. with Twisties, 
you've got a budget to make it artsy and Yeah, hot. they completely did a 180, which was really exciting. They like flew me out to Montreal and they're like, we want to change everything. We want to do this. We want to do that. Like, we want to give you a raise, which was like, <laughs> like no, no one's ever offered me a raise before. You don't have to like beg for it. Um, yeah. And they gave me like a good budget. And actually that's, uh, that was my big nomination for AVN. I got nominated for best, uh, director for the stuff I've been shooting for Twisties. Well, if you haven't seen it, you better go freaking see it, yeah. guys. I'm super proud. We've been shooting some fucking amazing stuff. It's, it's so really beautiful. It's yeah. every time that I see the Thank stuff you, you post, I'm like, this is art. Thank this you. is art. Yeah. It's been really cool. I'm really, I'm really happy about what we've been doing. Yeah. And how's your book coming? Um, it's coming. It's just slow. I'm so busy. Ugh, it's. I'm actually shooting a little bit for it next week, and I'm actually coupling that with an online workshop course. Okay. That I'm doing. So I'm gonna do. I'm gonna shoot Bailey Rain, and I'm gonna do like it's do, about basic studio How lighting. Then so I'm also symmetrical. gonna get some like cool artsy stuff, and but then mm-hmm. film me like teaching it. So yeah. I'm trying to like combine those two things. Oh, so you're gonna film it as like a webinar? Yes, and also try to get cool shit that I can use for my art book at the same time. Smart, yeah, because yeah. I'm just like – I'm really bad like that. I'm like, oh, this – I want to do this. I want to do this. I want to do this. I get like, oh, that's shiny. That's shiny. And then like I overwhelm myself and I'm like, what are you, what are you doing? Yeah. So I And Bailey to- Rain is so symmetrical. Yeah, she's lovely. And apparently she's also down to play Magic the Gathering. Oh, I believe that. Yeah. yeah. Which I didn't realize – because I always forget that girls in this industry are so nerdy because – there were all the nerdy girls in high school and then they got hot. So it's like, yeah, I'll take my clothes off for yeah. money. Yeah. It's it's actually great. Have you ever seen a picture of Bailey like back in high school Mm-mm. or like early college days? Ask her. Oh, man. <laughs> she doesn't look anything like that anymore. It's it's, it's kind of amazing. <laughs> you're like, oh. Yeah. You're like, wow. I didn't, yeah. Didn't <laughs> see that coming. <laughs> I think that's how probably everyone that went to school with me is, is like, that girl ended up in porn? <laughs> And we're so happy you did. I'm not leaving. You can't make me. <laughs> Fuck. If Nina Hartley, yeah, Nina Hartley has been consistent. I can, yeah, I can, I can stick. I'm only 35. I'm here for at least another 15 Dude, years. You got, you got plenty of time. You got plenty. Of time. <laughs> and I'm gonna have new boobs. I'll have to yeah. come back when they're. I'm so excited. I'm getting the Dana DeArmond. It's her fault. <gasps> Because I am so into what she had done. I actually am following her plastic surgeon on Instagram because I'm incredibly impressed. I'm not going to her plastic surgeon because um, I've got a guy that I that I love and trust. Mm. Um, but yeah, I'm going to do the whole the mini BBL, mm. the lipo, the new titties, everything. Oh, cool. I'm excited because Dana looks amazing. Dude. Amazing. So fucking hot. And, yeah. I was just, and I've known Dana for – Dana's actually one of the only people that's on my no list just because I've known her for so long. And right. I'm like, I feel weird. Yeah, I get it. Though actually, now that she's had all the work done and looks like a totally different bimbo, I'm like, Ooh. <laughs> yeah, you guys would do a good scene together. Once I get my, once I get the Dana, yeah. But I just ran into her at X business. I'm like, Dana, it's all your fault. I'm getting my BBL. I'm getting my light bulb. I'm getting my new titties. <laughs> your fault. <laughs> she set a good example. Oh, yeah, it. fucking love it. Yeah, she's fucking hilarious. Mm. All right, um, we better wrap this up. Yeah. As much as I am sad to see you go. Can you tell everybody where they can find you on social media, please? I am Ryan Keeley, R-Y-A-N-K-E-E-L-Y on Twitter. That is verified. I'm Ryan Keeley TM on Instagram. That is not verified. Um, and go to RyanKeeley.com or OnlyFans.com slash Ryan Keeley and you'll find all of my stuff. My OnlyFans is where obviously I shoot for Holly. I shoot for Naughty America. I shoot for all of all, – all, you can find me on all of the sites. But if you want to see my personal content, OnlyFans is the way to go. OnlyFans. Yeah. Yeah. Get that. Get that personal content. Oh, it's so good. I've been having sex with hot girls. Mm. 
Nice. I shot a scene with Serena um, Blair, who I'm so obsessed with right now. Mm. But uh, I was like, can we just wear sweatpants and do it like normal style? <laughs> like, Isn't it great to be able to actually like do what you want to do? Yeah. Pretty funny. Yeah, amazing. both of us are like, yeah, let's wear flats and sweatpants and fuck. <laughs> <laughs> And you guys can follow me at Holly Randall on Instagram and on Twitter. Don't forget that I will be sign- – I will not be signing. Well, if you bring me something to sign, I'll sign it. But I am doing my podcast from the Adult Time booth. So come by and say hello. And as always, if you want to support this podcast, go to patreon.com slash hollyrandallunfiltered where I have a lot of cool perks in exchange for your contributions. Thank you guys so much. We'll see you next week. Thanks so much for listening to my show. If you're a longtime listener or a new one, I've got a lot of interviews. So make sure you check out everything from the beginning of my catalog because there's some real gems back in the early days of this show. And if you enjoy this show, there's a couple of things that you can do to support it. First of all, if you listen on Apple Podcasts, rate me five stars and leave a review. It's incredibly helpful to get my show up in the charts. Secondly, you can join my Patreon for as little as $5 a month and watch the interviews stream live, which, by the way, gives you access to my episodes way before anyone else. You can also get signed prints, books, merchandise, such as shirts and mugs, access to my private Snapchat, and a free membership to my website, hollyrandall.com. Plus, I offer tons of bonus content, Q&A with your favorite guests that you cannot hear on the free platforms, and of course, my exclusive bonus podcast, my LA porn life that I do with my production manager, Eva. It gives you a real and hilarious insight into what it takes to run a small porn company like mine. Because trust me, my job, though stressful, awkward, and facepalm ridiculous as it is sometimes, well, it's never boring. And we definitely give you the juicy behind the scenes dish that you can't get anywhere else. Plus, Eva's dating life is absolutely hilarious and she holds nothing back. So go to patreon.com slash hollyrandallunfiltered and join the community. Your support helps me in my journey to change people's minds about the adult industry and hopefully the lives of the people in it. Next week on the podcast, I have the exquisitely beautiful Emily Bloom on and it's her very first podcast ever. She's never done one before. So I was very excited to have the opportunity to pop her cherry. So make sure that you guys come back next week for Emily Bloom on Holly Randall Unfiltered. Unfiltered.